Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of the Third Impact Anime Podcast. I am the host, Austin, here back because uh, I wasn't on the last episode. Uh, unfortunately, I had to miss that one because of probably work. I don't exactly remember, but um, in the last episode, uh, Tobias and Sully and Bill all got together, sat around the fire, uh, the internet fire, and talked about uh, Tokyo Godfathers, one of my personal favorite uh, anime Christmas movies. So I hated to miss that one, but I'm back this week, and I've got a whole bunch of the team here with me, and we're all going to talk about um, our most recent convention experience at Ichiban Con in Concord, North Carolina. This Concord. past Concord. Yes, Ryan, Concord. <laughs> <laughs> a conversation about a con in Concord. Uh, I heard you like cons. I do like con. <laughs> con! So we're just going to go around the uh, the internet table here a little bit and um, talk about our different experiences and uh, things uh, related to Ichiban Con and and uh, guests and panels and the venue and and all sorts of stuff because um, we did a lot. This was a very big uh, very big con for us. We were super busy. Um, but I guess I'll go around and tell you guys who all is in this podcast episode because we got a pretty hefty lineup. Uh, first, we got Ryan with us. How's it going, Ryan? I will not apologize for that pun. I would never expect you to because I do not apologize for art as you shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How's but it going, Ryan? I'm good. I don't have to go into work tomorrow Woo! because of a giant snowstorm that just blew through North Carolina. So instead, I'm going to be sitting on my bed like I did today, continuing to watch The Simpsons. Excellent. Um, and then we have Tori with us. Hi. How's it going, Tori? I'm good. Not packing. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Tori has a grand adventure that happens very soon. We're sacrificing her to the mouse on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for, for the unknowing audience, Tori, what does that mean? Um, I'm going to the Disney College program. I'm leaving on Sunday, the 21st, and I'll be gone for like five months. But um, You're going to hopefully... go down to Orlando and conquer the anime convention scene. Uh, yeah, I already have some, uh, kind of bookmarked, um, that hopefully I can get off for at least one day to go check out. Um, but yeah, so I'll be in Orlando for like five months, but still, you know, participating here. I'm already Good. crying. Please don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> he kind of is contractually obligated to cry a little bit. I, yeah, I'd like to think I'm at least a little bit more genuine than that, but you know, <laughs> you'd like to think it. it exactly. How's it going, John? How's it going? Pretty good. Can't complain. Got a two hour delay, so I still have got to go into work tomorrow. But that hasn't stopped me from enjoying the snow today. So good. I'm glad you were a cold boy out there in that snow. Yes. Yes, I was. And that's partially why I was kind of late to the party here today. So no, you're fine. So was I. I couldn't get my mic to work, but that's beside the point. How are you, Marissa? Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, also having a two-hour delay tomorrow, hoping we don't open, but we probably will because children need something to do when school is out. But um, this is its ninth year. Did I already say that? Um, anyway, um, and all of us have been to Ichiban Khan before, uh, some of us in, larger in more larger capacities than others. Uh, some of us have been going for longer, um, but um, this is a really... Um, 
busy year for us. We all were doing a lot of stuff. And um, I guess we'll just go around the table and talk about our experiences with various different things. But before that, um, on the day that Ichiban Khan started, we um, announced a just a small little giveaway that we were doing on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash third impact anime. Um, this is the first of probably many giveaways that we will be doing um, between now and um, always, I hope. Um, <laughs> and um, so uh, we got a couple people that uh, followed the giveaway guidelines and we wanted to go ahead and announce our winner of that giveaway. And if everyone could give me a drum roll, please. It just sounds okay. like a bunch of banging. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible banging. The winner of our giveaway, which is a sealed Blu-ray copy of... You can stop drum rolling now. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a uh, sealed Blu-ray copy of Cowboy Bebop the movie. Our winner is Omar Lee Garcia. Congratulations, Omar. Yay! And uh, we will be announcing um, you winning on our Facebook page and on Twitter. And uh, I'll send you a private message on Facebook as well. And um, then we can work out the um, logistics to get this thing shipped to you. And uh, thanks for liking our page. We really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy Cowboy Bebop the movie. It's a really cool flick. It's a really great series as well. If you haven't watched the series, just do it. Yes, please. I, it's an awesome series. As um, as I kind of did almost a whole panel on at Ichiban Khan, but I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, so I guess going around, um, Ryan, you've been to Ichiban Khan before. Um, yeah. But how did this, I guess, in sort of a vague sense, how did this particular one um, differ from the times you had gone before? Well, not even just for me. This one was different as a whole because normally Ichiban Khan falls around New Year. So it's literally yes. the last and first con of the year. But this year, because New Year, I think, was on like a Monday or a Tuesday, um, it wasn't this year. So we didn't actually go until the second week of January, which was annoying for me at first because I was like, Ugh, I just asked off for a lot of time at work. I'm not going to be able to get it. So I actually didn't even think I was going to be going until last Monday when <laughs> my coworker reminded me hey, what are you going to do on Martin Luther King Day? And I was like, wait, that's that's next week. And so I was like, wait a minute. I can actually go because I won't be dead on for work on Monday then because I won't have work on Monday. So without telling any of these people except for Austin, <laughs> I packed my bags and drove down after work on Friday. And that alone was a journey because it started raining really hard and I hit construction traffic around Kannapolis, which anybody who knows Kannapolis has been in a state of construction for the past like eight years. Do not um, talk to me about that road, Ryan. Yeah. Times driving home and back to UNCG. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So getting there was fun enough. I, I get there. And I had bought an anonymous mask online because I like Guy Fox and I like V for Vendetta and I didn't want anybody to see me before I wanted them to see me. So, yeah, (laughs) so it was a nice like ceramic mask and I had that on. I had my green hoodie on, walked through, got my badge, all that jazz. I walk over towards the general area. I knew they were because uh, Tobias had a panel like around that time. I think I got there around six o'clock and his panel was just letting out. So I walk over to that general area and I just happen to see the entire group 
huddled around in a circle. So instead of being a normal person, walking up to them and saying, hey, surprise, I'm here. Love oh, me. God. I walked up to John uh. and very firmly gripped his behind <laughs> with the force of a thousand suns. So naturally and I speak for the group when everybody was concerned that somebody had just randomly started molesting well, me in the middle yeah. of the Well, mind floor. you, mind you, I was only one facing out into the hallway because I really don't like to have my back turned to a large amount of people. And so I see this person in this getup walk up, grab John, and I'm just like I think my jaw actually dropped. It did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like about to, you know, swing a punch <laughs> to defend John's honor. And then you take the mask off and you're like, oh, hey. And I'm just like, don't beat me well, to the good, punch. Good. I'm just like, yeah, good thing I didn't start swinging. Yeah. No, so <laughs> then John turns to me and is like, can I help you? And I take off the mask, and he's just like, oh my god, it's you! And he gives me a big hug, hard enough that it knocks the mask off of my head onto the floor, shattering it. Yeah, he broke now. Yeah, so this mask broke within an hour of me getting there. Within like yep. ten minutes, really. Yeah, but, So that was fun, I surprised everybody. I'm pretty sure Marissa's first words to me were, screw you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's because I had hung were. out with you like the weekend before, and you're like, "Yeah, I like, I wish I could go." And you're pulling all this, and then I looked no, at no, Jesse. Actually... No, 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 it was you. It was actually Jesse, and Jesse's just sitting there grinning. So, <clears throat> a little backstory on this. So, our room, we had like roommate issues. Like our like seventh man was just constantly going in and out. And Jesse, like a couple of days before, I'm coming home from work. She's like, "I have someone. They can only stay Friday and Saturday." I give her a thumbs up. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm driving home. I don't care who it is." I ask her who it is. And she's like, "Well, they want to name anonymous." Ironically enough, you and the anonymous <laughs> mask. And Jesse, the entire time, was just like, eh, "Yeah, they go to. They went to you. They like, like they're UNCG student. Like, didn't say they were." or we're going so i was like okay there's someone we know and i the only thing jesse let slip was gender for like bedroom sleeping purposes because it's a room full of girls and then like tea and i was like do i need to move like tea onto the different bed so she let me know so i was like okay there's a guy and then ryan shows up and i was like hate both of you because jesse just does this little like shitty grin of just like e like i knew this entire time and our entire like hotel group was like what you <laughs> See, little in my defense, also i didn't actually know when i saw you that i was going to be doing i didn't decide that True. until like monday but yeah so, so that was word fine. of a little word of caution for those listening at home you know 99 point i think everybody knows this that 99.9 percent .9 of the time if you're at an anime convention, do not ever go up to anyone and grope them pretty much with or without their consent in a group of people. However, with <laughs> this these, was an exception because with, like, these, you know. with these very, very specific criteria going on, I think this is the 0.1% in which that was acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I literally, I was really tempted. I was so tempted. To not even just say anything and just walk away. Oh, man. No, that would have been so bad. Away. Jeez. But like, would have, a, would have had a I story. would have actually hit you. <laughs> well, yeah, you would we have, would have had really a convention security threat going on right then. 
that's accurate yeah but <laughs> <laughs> anyways like getting there was fun fun as it was like getting there alone and seeing all you guys was great because i haven't seen you guys in like a really long time since i don't even remember when the last time was before ichi long time yeah so it was the first time that like we were all like together and it was great so <laughs> um on the topic of last minute getting there i didn't apply for panels either because you know i wasn't going so i didn't apply for panels I really wanted to do panels because I wrote the end of the year gaming article and I wanted to turn that into a panel. But I was like, uh, it's really only viable at Ichi, but I'm not going this year. So, OK, whatever. And I have my anime that saved anime panel that I always like to do. So I contacted the head of the uh, panels and I said, hey, I didn't know I was coming. I came. Can you fill, uh, give me any fill in slots for panels? Because I would love to fill in for any missing slots. And he was like, all right, we don't have any cancellations yet, but give me your number. I will call you if we have anything. So I said, OK, great. I gave him my number, really not expecting to do anything. But I kind of had an inkling that I might get lucky. So we went up to the room later that night and I just started working on the actual PowerPoint for my gaming and review. Um, and I'm really glad I did because next morning I got up, went to my friend Sarah's um, fan fiction writing like a professional uh, workshop. And just kind of sat in the back and finished the panel. And it was very basic. It was very simple because I didn't really expect to actually do it. Then we walked over to Tobias's Calamity Cannon panel. And in the middle of it, I get a phone call. And I normally just ignore phone calls that I don't know the area, like the area from. And it was an Ohio number. So I ignored it. And I got a voicemail. And I was like, OK, maybe I should listen to this. And I never listened to voicemail. So it was kind of like fate almost. <laughs> I listen to the voicemail. I hear, hi, Ryan, this is Ichiban Khan staff. And I was like, oh, shit. And I got up and walked out and sprinted <laughs> to con offs. And they were like, hey, yeah, we have a panel in like three hours. Do you want it? And I was like, yes, I want it, even though it's Marissa's panel slot and also Jesse's panel slot. <laughs> but so I got I got to do that. Uh, it went great. Everybody had a lot of fun for a last minute panel. I actually almost filled the room, which I was really happy about. Um got compliments on it then about an hour later i get another phone call they're like hey do you want another slot and i was like yes i want another slot and they said great it's a two-hour slot at midnight and i said awesome give it to me so i did my anime that saved anime at midnight and everybody thought it was the weird side of youtube panel and thought i was making a joke apparently when i started and they were like oh you're you're serious this is not that panel and i was like no that that panel got canceled this is me they were like, eh, whatever, we'll stick around for this. It seems cool enough. And I apparently like introduced two people and they're trying to find each other on Facebook now, <laughs> which is like really funny. But um, yeah, that aside, I've never done last minute panels like that before and had them actually go well, because I normally like to practice and I had no time to practice. Um, but I was really glad about it. We got we all got positive feedback from the con staff. And when I went to get my reimbursement, they were just like, yeah, thank you so much for filling in. We will be looking for you at Triad. Hashtag shameless self plug. We're going to be at Triad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <you will. laughs> so, yeah, that was that was pretty much my con experience this weekend. That and um, Tobias, Edwin and I created the first screening room since I don't even know when. <laughs> Outside yeah, room five the gorilla screening room, the gorilla screening room. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
my friend Edwin had a projector for his cell phone and there was a blank wall that nobody was standing in front of. So we streamed Pop Team Epic on the wall and everybody. What? As you do. Yeah, as we do. (laughs) And everybody just like crowds around and is like, what? And we were just like, hey, (laughs) reading room one. You know, I, I I do hope that that Edwin and and uh, you know us by extension sort of create this whole brand new culture of like guerrilla screening and guerrilla paneling at conventions where people just like <laughs> just set up you know their screening rooms. It's gonna be an absolute mess. Um, people just set up their little screening rooms and bring their projectors into the hallway and just be like, here's some anime. Enjoy. Exactly. I honestly hope though that gorilla paneling doesn't happen because like I trust myself. I know I can do it, but like other people, I don't trust other people. (laughs) Like here's my impromptu lecture about uh why you should watch One Piece. Thanks, Bill Foreman. No, and like I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's pretty much how I came off to some people in the anime that saved anime. I'm like, yeah, here's my impromptu lecture on why this show saved anime, and you're all gonna listen to me. (laughs) <laughs> and they did I mean, yeah it was and fun did, you're right yeah it, it was fun we had a lot of fun in that panel and it was like a lot it was a lot better than uh when i did it at arc because it was a lot looser and i i was dressed in a monkey suit which that sounds like a really weird sentence if i wasn't at an anime con but um <laughs> a very literal monkey suit yeah i was dressed up as a monkey mm-hmm. and everybody was like why are you in the monkey suit and i was like don't ask questions <laughs> um, There is a larger political, you know, climate that goes along with your monkey suit. And I think people should really look forward to going to thirdimpactanime.wordpress.com to read the press release about a very important political event that happened at Ichiban Khan. Yeah, I pretty much like created world peace. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan had a very eventful weekend. <laughs> yeah, also, I was also I was also the photographer going around asking people for pictures. So you probably ran into me a little bit if if you were a cosplayer or just doing something funny in general. I was going around taking random pictures, all of which are also up on our website. Yes, they are. And uh, Ryan, I thought it was a bear outfit not a monkey you and like every other person apparently some guy walked past me and was like oh that's a bear and i was like bears don't have tails dude and then he turns around tiny tails and then you hear him say oh wait i think that's a monkey yeah the person next to him and you're like oh my gosh i I was like i was really confused i was like why does everyone think i'm a bear and then i looked in the mirror and i was like Okay, I can kind of see it if you don't see the tail, but like it was funny. Well, you were asking for it because you mistook that Tombow for a Waldo. Oh, he was wearing a striped shirt. Oh, I know. (laughs) That poor guy. And he was was such a good sport because he he went along with it too. Yeah. (laughs) He did. Shout out to that guy. I dedicated Shout out to not Waldo. They were so cute. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is for you, Tombow. Yeah, probably like one of the bigger highlights of the weekend, though. Not even really a highlight. It was just fun and like really funny to me. I've never broken even at a con before regarding like money because I spent a lot of money in the dealer's room. I spent a fair bit in Artist Alley and then Flea Market Sunday came around and I had a fair bit of stuff to sell, but I didn't actually expect it to move and I sold almost all of it. So I walked home with like $200 net. 
including a bunch of floppy American manga, which people at anime cons just don't care about. Yeah, the guy who <laughs> bought it, this, this one guy came and bought it in one fell swoop from me. He's like, yeah, I resell manga. I'll give you 40 bucks for everything you have. And I was like, deal. I was talking about your comic books, but yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. Floppy American manga. Yeah, I actually sold a fair bit of that, but I wasn't really in a rush to sell that either. Nice. But yeah, so I had a, all in all, I had a really good weekend. Cool. As cool. impromptu as it was and as I really didn't want to go back to work on Tuesday. <laughs> Same. Well, Ryan, you brought up a lot of things that I'm sure will come up in a little bit in our convention stories. But I guess we'll just go, go ahead to uh, Tori to talk about some of your convention highlights. Um. Yeah, so I have gone to every Ichi but one since it started. <laughs> so I've seen it like grow and like kind of form into what it is now. And um, 100% they need a bigger venue. Um, the parking, I think, was everybody's annoyance over the weekend. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> Um, and the, the dealer's room has always been really small for like the size and the price of this convention, I think. So like, I'm hoping that that's another thing, um, that they kind of work on within the next few years. I just feel like I see the same, same things over and over until I go to like an out of state convention. Um, but, you know, there's really not much they can do about that because people can only travel so far. Um, that being said, I like the venue where it's held because it's just one big circle. So if you lose somebody, it's very easy to find them again. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you either just stay in one place until they walk back around or you just walk the opposite way. And then uh, eventually, you know, um, you run back into your pals that you're looking for, hopefully. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, of all the conventions that I've gone to, like, it has, it's, it's so much easier to find people at Ichi than it is anywhere else because it's a big old square. Yeah, exactly. And it's Yay, like, yeah. it's, it's weird when you put it in the perspective of like, one of the best things about Ichiban Con is that you can find people when you lose them. That's just such a I mean, foreign yeah, It sounds weird, but like, anybody who's been to a con knows just how nice that is. Yeah. It yeah, is, exactly. and and like I, it always sends me into like a small like frenzy when I lose the people that I'm with, especially in a you know environment like that where there's always a ton of people and everything's crowded. You know, I like at least one person I know that I can cling on to. That way, I'm not like, oh no, you know, I'm gonna die here at the anime con. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I was destined to die. <laughs> Worst well, you know, and then, you know, when you're giving the speech at my funeral, you can always say, you know, Tori died like she lived, you know, small and sweaty and surrounded by anime. Skeleton <laughs> pretending to be a weeaboo girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't much this convention. I just tried to take it easy. I didn't run any panels because I thought I wasn't going to be able to go at all. But, um, you know, my friends, my good friends. Uh, all came through so I had a place to stay and I was able to get a badge and um that was that was great thank you to Tobias and my friend I stayed with y'all are fantastic <laughs> um and I noticed I noticed this year I don't know why but it felt like there wasn't a whole lot of cosplay 
And when there was, it was either, you know, 12-year-olds cosplaying Love Live or 12-year-olds cosplaying My Hero Academia. I'll say that too. I did notice mm-hmm. a pretty distinct lack of cosplay. Not to say that there wasn't any. It was just I normally yeah. see a bigger percentage of people actually. Yeah. Cosplay. And um, yeah. the the one thing that I was expecting to be really, really popular this convention, which was like, you know, fate-related cosplay, I think the entire weekend, I think I only saw maybe four. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. see very many. I only saw like a saber, and I think I saw a Rin, but not much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The kid that was cosplaying Simone the Digger. Yes! From oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> just he inspires me so much. His existence, just being there, cosplaying that show that's probably older than he is. Yeah. Um, which is weird to think about because we're all old people at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was great. I hope that kid's having a great day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think the most fun I had was Saturday night when we tried to order Chinese food and sat piled up in the hotel room watching Top Team Epic. <laughs> <laughs> and I called John's friend a disappointment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I'm I still I still feel really, really bad about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Tori, if you're good, we can go on to John. Yeah, go for it. Well, I got to say, as far I've been to Ichi for about, I want to say, like five or six years now. I've been there for a while. And uh, I've got to say, this is probably the most removed I've been from the con, and not due to situation, more by choice. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of panels I wanted to go see or a guest I wanted to hang out with. It was more really to see you guys because, I, you know, you guys are spread out all over the place. So it's really hard to get all of you together in one spot. And that and Tobias hooked me up pretty well for the weekend, so it all worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Tobias. Thank you for that. Yeah, I better say like you wanted to hang out with one guest the whole time. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of uh, good little moments. Uh, Ryan told one of them when he just came up and groped me. That was that was a interesting <laughs> way to say hello. <laughs> You've been um, thinking about that for days, huh? You loved it. <laughs> Uh, I will say uh, we had a lot of like cool little moments that uh, I will say uh, there, we seem to have a lot of like like touching moments more than uh, in previous years. Like uh, Ryan, I believe you remember when you brought uh, both of the dinosaurs back to like Godzilla. Oh my god! The family. Oh, that yeah. was so adorable. That's and my absolute call. favorite pictures. Like oh. I created a bit of like a photo op because I saw this person in a dino suit and. They were right near the giant Godzilla kaiju. And so I was like, hey, weird question. Can you go hug that thing and I take a picture of you? And they were like, yeah, totally. So they just went up and hugged it and then they stopped. And then this unrelated person in a blue dinosaur ran up and I was like, can I get both of you? And they both were just hugging (laughs) the giant Godzilla and everybody walking by. This was in the main area, mind you, so everybody could see it. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And like everybody was just like taking photos. And I was just like, what did I do? <laughs> and Tobias's yes. reaction was hilarious when he saw the blue one. Like, what are these Yoshis now? I didn't know they came in different colors. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was perfect. Like, that was so much. That was oh, so was funny. It's a real moment. And the other time when I was running to you and you took a picture of me and it's just white. Like, I am just <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful. The flash went off and just reflected off of him entirely. <laughs> you know, it's really amazing how white you are once you notice how much you reflect light. It's just incredible. Uh, yeah. 
but you know, a lot just... of a lot of a lot of people may you know give Katsukan a lot of sort of iconography and like awesomeness for having that really cool gazebo. But I mean, Ichiban Khan had a giant inflatable Godzilla. Like they a little gazebo no, doesn't have anything also on that. Has a gazebo. Yeah, they had a gazebo too. Yeah, no, they have a gazebo too. I took photos with Marissa out there. Yep. But it was cold out there. It was. It was very cold <laughs> out there. Do not talk to me about cold. It was freezing. <laughs> Oh, we also did this at night, so it was then let me rephrase. Then let me rephrase. Ichiban Khan has a gazebo and a giant inflatable Godzilla. Drop the mic. And a giant inflatable Pikachu and a giant inflatable Mudkip. Exactly. Oh, I don't know where God. they find these things, but I, I, I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like for me, the con was filled with a lot of cool little stories like that. And just hanging out with you guys, like when we watched Pop Team Epic on Saturday, which has got to say, like... You've never ha- you've never lived until you tried to order Chinese food with eight drunken babies. It's it oh really God. is. Oh my it gosh. really is an experience. Uh, <laughs> also, speaking of speaking of drunken babies, shout out to Thursday night Edwin. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I wasn't hey, even there, and hey. I was experiencing him. Do you want him. to see a selfie I took with Santa? Sure. I mean, <laughs> here's my cat. <laughs> Here's why ping pong the animation is the greatest thing ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless. Read my son Edwin Stop making fun of my son. Also, <laughs> Edwin at the um, anime that saved anime panel. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but- he, he told me. He was just like, I'm going to make your life difficult in that. And I was like, try me. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely tried his best. He did. He did. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, um, John, you have anything else? Just that I watched uh, two of Tobias's panels, and uh, one of them was the uh, Hi- the Breath of the Wild one, the Zelda one, and the other was your How to Panel panel, both of which were very, very good. Uh, it was kind of cool to see your kind of paneling style, because I hadn't seen a whole lot of your panels as of yet. Right. And I attended Ryan's impromptu ones, once as a prop, and the other, because <laughs> why not? So I, I don't see- like the term prop, I like the term uh, decoration. Okay, decoration, actor, whatever. Actor, I was there. there you go. I was I was a participant, and uh, it was kind of nice, honestly, to not focus, be so uh, panel heavy, and just kind of take in the con and just kind of enjoy where I was at. Uh, I didn't participate in the flea market. I was more uh, you guys, but I did something that I normally don't do. I actually went to the dealer's room and bought something this year. Oh, wow. What'd you yeah. buy? Yeah, I bought three uh, volumes of the Phoenix Wright manga. So three, oh, four, and five. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. are those are those the same volumes that you have in Japanese? Uh, maybe I think I have one th- or I think I have two, three, and four in Japanese. If I'm not mistaken, but um, gotcha. But yeah, and like I I bought them because they have different stories than the games do. So you know, continuing the adventure. Yeah, the manga the manga is very good. I highly recommend it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why I picked them up. Yeah, cool. First time I read it, I was just kind of curious, and I thought it because the anime is basically the game, just a bridge. And better animated. And yeah, I thought exactly. the manga would be the same thing. And I was like, huh, this is actually no, totally like, different. really, nice. really worth reading. Yeah, it's refreshing and you, a whole lot of new stories. So I can't wait to crack that open. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, all in all, really good. Not a whole lot of bad things happened, if any. Like, it was just a nice time and I really enjoyed it. No, I'd like, honestly, I think this is the first con I've been to that I didn't hear some like horrifying like drama story. Yes. Well, at least that happened to us. Anyway. Uh, no, like in general, I always hear like the whispers of like, oh my God, did you hear about the thing that happened in the dealer's room? Somebody <laughs> murdered somebody and con security <laughs> was all over it. It was a mess. 
And like, like that's that's the most fire alarm alarm being pulled yeah, like, out. Somebody had a fire alarm. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's true, yeah. Fire alarm one of the hotels. We were not that. there for that though. We were out drinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. Which is why you I should go out drinking. That was Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Friday. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, it was Friday night. Sorry, the fire alarm. Oh, the fire alarm. How was the fire alarm, Marissa? Okay. Technically, it's my turn next, but I'm going to interject. All right. I was done. I had gotten out of cosplay. I was like, all right, I want to go take me a nice shower. And I'm doing, I'm like in the shower doing like the foot test to make sure the water's not scalding or freezing cold. I'm like, all right, I got it to the perfect temperature. I'm going to stick my head underneath. The back of my hair gets in the shower head. I hear banging on the bathroom door. Jesse's like, emergency, emergency. I'm like, does someone need to like emergency bathroom right now like what's up she um, i open the door i hear the fire alarm i'm like uh, no not now please not now so they're like all right we have to leave i'm like great all right go grab me things and i'll get dressed and oh my god it was so cold i thought i was gonna get sick based off even though like my hair wasn't my hair was damp it wasn't sopping wet um i was not wearing i was wearing flip-flops and a light jacket while some of the rest of our crew did not have jackets and i was like great this is wonderful we were like we were chilling underneath the uh, like the awning thing that's in front of the hotel and then we saw the fire truck show up and then they had already gone in and hotel or con staff was telling us to get out from underneath the awning and i'm like okay so go and stand by the flagpoles until they finally let us in and we just wait until the mob decides to go in until we just we went in because i was like nope this is gonna be crazy we walked back up the six flights of stairs because i was not going to wait for the darn elevator <laughs> and got back in and was like all right shower time and just hopped in the shower and then i was like i'm done <laughs> was done it was like yeah 11 30 at night too and i felt so bad because i saw all these parents carrying their kids down and they were so disgruntled some of them looked like they were going to the con with their kids some just looked like they were staying in the hotel and i was like either way kids great. at 11 30 no nope nope please parents, please don't pull the fire alarm unless there's a fire please even then let the smoke alarms do their job <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, they they said because I didn't um I didn't see it because there was so many there was like so much going on at the front even though we were at the front they said that apparently um the person pulled the fire alarm not to be like ooh fire it was jokingly be a, an ass be a jerk and um hotel staff escorted him out and Good. to a police car. Oh Good. yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a crime. It's but a yeah, crime. It is a crime. The fire alarm. So yep, he got arrested. Good. And I was Good. like. Oh, okay then. But that's all. That's the rumor mill. I didn't see it. All I saw was the firefighters. Yeah, coming out. So besides, yeah. So I guess besides one jackass who pulled the fire alarm, there wasn't any like big con drama. I guess like besides something that fleeted and got dealt with, which is good. I'm really glad. Bless us. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right. Um, well, I guess, Marissa, while you were, you know, doing the fire alarm uh, saga, I guess you can go ahead if uh, John didn't have anything else he wanted to say. No, I think that covers just about everything. You're good. Cool, Marissa. Let's. Uh, oh, how was your con? Uh, my con was fantastic, actually. Uh, last YouTube on con for reasons was very drama filled. And um, this year I actually went with a group 
of my wonderful friends from college. So we were pretty chill about everything. Uh, but it started out a little stressful for mostly Jesse and myself because uh, we decided to make cosplays for myself, Jesse, and Sarah. We all went as Token Rambu characters. And there's a lot of details to my character, despite it being kind of simple looking in design there's just a lot and i couldn't do a lot of it without jesse being there so we had to rush it wednesday night when she came in and had to finish some of it at the hotel on thursday um so there was a lot of rushing around that but once it got done i was like all right this is awesome i felt so confident in that cosplay walking around especially with the two of them we had tons of fun and I was their personal photographer hoping to Saturday night. Make my next costume mm. completely by myself. Fingers crossed this goes well. It'll be crazy, so I'll have a while. Um, hoping to do like a human version of Sidon and then Sully being my link. Cool. Yep. Yeah, you guys, um, your cosplays turned out really well. It looked uh, awesome. Oh, you should wise. be very proud. Hmm? I said you should be very proud. Oh my gosh. She doesn't take praise very well. Nope. So much she gone. <laughs> so much she hung up the call. Did you hear what I said, Marissa? No, like my, my system likes to hate me at points. Can you repeat uh, that? Fine. Yeah, I said um the cosplays turned out really well. You should feel proud. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we thought of... you like ducked out out of like embarrassment. <laughs> no, um, for some reason my Discord. Well, I mean, likes they didn't to... look that good. <laughs> that my Discord mean. likes to that. just mute audio and just blag out so i have to disconnect and add back in i don't know why it does this um but yeah there was a lot of, a lot of tears those uh pinstripes that are on both jesse and i's jackets were hand painted oh geez yep wow yep. yeah shout out had- to you guys and tori for being like the only members of the group besides ryan in the monkey suit that actually did any cosplay <laughs> yeah, thank you <laughs> thank you um but when it comes when it came to paneling uh, I had a lot of fun with my token Rambo one, even though it was really small. There wasn't very many people that showed up, even though it sounded like there was a lot of interest. Um, on the Ichiban page, no one actually, a handful of people came. But my Overwatch one on Saturday was filled. It was yeah. crazy. Yep. I was not like, okay, I was kind of expecting a lot of people to show up because of the popularity of Overwatch, but I was like thinking that not too many people would show up to be like, oh, this isn't like a fan rant kind of panel. We're not going to be talking about um, in game stuff. This is like, no, this is a culture panel because enlighten you guys on things. So apparently, a lot of people in Overwatch do like the cultural stuff behind everything. So it's like, Thank you. Someone actually messaged me the other day on Facebook. We were not friends. He just found me. I don't know how, probably through the Ichiban page. So uh, shout out to Adam Clark that um, messaged me saying that my panel was awesome. Uh, that made my day a lot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hoping to do it again at another convention and Triad. do a sh- uh, ho- uh No, I didn't apply for anything at Triad because of I missed the date unless we get the panel for gotcha. things. I don't know. But I'm planning on doing like just a Shimada Bros version for AZ, hoping they'll let that in. Uh because it's Japanese culture. So but 
that was just super surprising. Also, I ran into, um, later on, I ran into like a mother and her um, little girl and little girls. And I saw them at my panel and I was like, did you guys like it? And they're like, yeah, we liked it a lot. And mom's like, yeah, sorry, we had to duck out. Um, my little one here, she went to the Overwatch photo shoot, but I really enjoyed it. I was like, yes, parent approval of That's my panel. Good. So that was, that was also made my day as well. Um, but when it comes to cosplay, I agree with Tori. There really weren't too many outstanding cosplays that I've seen, that I've seen in the past at Ichi. Um, maybe they just went to do uh, the cosplay contest or the masquerade, and that's all. And they didn't even walk around. But there were there were some, not saying that there weren't really good costumes. It was just nothing just stood out as like, wow, that's amazing. So the only one to me was the guy that cosplays Overlord, but um, I had yeah. seen him at Animazement before. He he goes to mm-hmm. a lot of the cons, and his cosplay is amazing. The woman who mm-hmm. did Vivi was amazing. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I forgot. About <laughs> I saw her. her from afar. Yeah. Yes, that one as well. No, Shout for her, her, like I saw, she came up to my booth at the flea market, and yep. she was wearing a a costume that wasn't anything really, but it was like a bunch of stuff thrown together. She was like, "Yeah, I was the Vivi yesterday." I was like, "Oh my god, I loved you. You were amazing." And I didn't realize that. I legitimately thought this is how well she did it. I legitimately thought that Vivi was a little person, like not somebody just on their knees. Right, right. Yeah. That well, like you could not tell. Mm-mm. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yep, but I yeah, like she put, saw like, the Vivi shoes on her knees and, and yeah, and walked around. You couldn't really even cool. see her feet. It was incredible. Really smart. Mm-hmm. But that was like one of the only like the Vivi I saw in passing, and then I didn't see it again like a lot of these that were probably like fantastic cosplays were probably out on the floor for maybe less than an hour or so so yeah. i must have missed if there's any others i so. mean you see what you see so there were still great cosplayers though like it, i just I, I wish more people did it i'm very glad that um that it seems like my hero academia is like the popular thing because it deserves it it's a really good show i'm glad um it seems like older fans and younger fans are all sort of enjoying that together, and I'm really glad about that. Yeah. Also, I think we saw a lot of cosplays from it because, for the most part, like it's really simple. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Lots yeah. of Todorokis. Yep. No problem there, though. Um, all right. Um, so, I guess moving on to Tobias. All right. So. In in my experience, I, I mean, I've gone to Ichiban over the past four years. I, I feel like it's something a little different. You know, I go to the larger anchor conventions here for a, a huge, grandiose experience. But something like Ichi has always been definitely more personal, more 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 friendly, I would say. But I think like this year more so than the other years, that's definitely wrong, like wrong true. From the moment I got there to like the moment I left, it was just this like awesome personal experience just this very friendly experience Good. Uh, yeah no yeah I, I i really really enjoyed it uh there wasn't any like particular one standout awesome thing it was just a collection of small things kind of like what john was saying that kind of really made the weekend for me and, yeah like it was a lot of personal moments for us this weekend i think yeah yeah and i think that one of the things that i realized as i was leaving is that you know, AWA have always said that that's that's my home convention. That's the one I grew up at, like first started going and have gone every year. But I feel like that as a home convention is like, it's kind of like your parents' house. 
Like that's the one you started off at. That's the one you know, and you're always gonna have fond memories. But I feel like Ichiban's becoming my first adult home, in a way, to continue that metaphor. I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's, it's definitely different, very different experience. But in a lot of ways, I'm I'm starting to really connect like with this, with the, this this you know, being in this new state. I don't know if I should say new. It's been a couple of years now, but you know, transitioning over the past decade or so, personally, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very different, but it's it's becoming my home in a lot of ways. I was able to connect. This is the as we mentioned here, you know, there was some alcohol consumed, and I really haven't really partied at a convention in a long time. That's one of the reasons I made a point to do it this time. It's been a long time for me, so I think doing that and like really just goofing off with you guys and like drinking was just kind of what really solidified this for me. Yeah, uh, overall, your experience though compared to us, like you were actually a guest. You had like what seven eight hours of panels. Yeah, I had seven seven total hours of panels spread over six. But that's that's in my case, it's pretty typical. I generally do about six to nine hours in general. But uh, yeah, so I was I was a full guest here. I was able to uh, you know provide that content for the convention and I I guess official manner. So yeah, my all my panels are really well. The the tech staff was was really professional. I didn't really have any issues at all. It's actually kind of surprising. Uh, started yeah. off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, tech issues only happened like once for, I think, all of us, and it was with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, there was really nothing going on there. It was, it was really, really good, really good experience. Uh, just to kind of break those down right quick, uh, Thursday night there, I did my 90s panel. Pretty typical. I kind of, that pretty much is on autopilot. I kind of just go through that, no problem. Uh, first thing on Friday, I did uh, my 2000s panel. First time I've done that, that was brand new. And I think that went really well. I was a little worried being a new one, but went really well, really smoothly. I think people enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, that night, Surrealism and Anime uh, had a pretty packed house for that. Last year, there was only a, maybe about 10, 20 people that showed, but I was one of the larger ones here. And I'm not sure if it's just that or me being a guest, but I pulled in several people. I would say at least 50 to 100 somewhere, just kind of casually looking at the audience that stayed for the most part at the whole thing. <laughs> And that was cool. I was able to show a little bit of uh, new stuff here, like Doubleman Crybaby, off to that audience, so I introduced Yuasa. Uh, moving into Saturday, I did Breath of the Wild, Hyrule Fantasy panel, uh, that first thing that morning. Again, pretty packed house for that. Yeah, fantastic uh, panel on that one. Yeah, I, I really enjoy doing it. Again, another really fun one there, just to you know, go ahead and cover all the different aspects of the series there, and uh, do it so in an entertaining way. And then I ended Saturday with uh, another new one, Star Wars in Japan. Uh, not that, you know, for that case, I wasn't sure I would have enough material, but luckily I was able to fill, uh, able to fill the time slot. Uh, everyone seemed to enjoy that as well. Got positive feedback for that. I was able to carry my, my new most, pork song. Uh, most importantly for that panel, you got to show a packed house Daikon 4. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a pleasure there. I try to, at least once I can mention, I try to sneak Daikon for the opening animation somewhere on the weekend. Uh, I think yeah, I've done yeah. that for two or three years now. Like, I, I make a point somehow, somewhere, to show I wanted. But overall, I filled it, you know, I filled the time slot. It worked out. People enjoyed it. So I threw a success. Yeah. Panels all went great. There's like only one thing that I was kind of annoyed about, though, is like my uh, impromptu gaming panel. The person before me ran over by like five minutes 
So I didn't have time to prep because I was just like, we're just going to plug it in and go. We will deal with any issues as we get them because I don't want to like back up the schedule any more than it already is now. And my panel was impromptu. So everybody else did their due diligence. Please, please, please. If you are paneling end your panel 10 minutes before the end time. So the next person can come in and set up. It's proper etiquette. It's funny because I, I say that in my paneling panel that all the people that go to there, I, I tell them, if you run over your panel time, if you run over your scheduled time, I will come to your house and I will beat you up. <laughs> that is that is something that everyone should know. Don't do that. That that screws everybody over. Nobody really thinks about it, but no, like make sure you do not run over your time. Yeah, I was like, I normally am like nice to the people if they're like a little bit over, but this guy like annoyed me so much. He was yeah. just like, oh, I'm sorry. Everybody was getting into it. And I was like, dude, you're like 15 minutes over when you should have ended this thing. Oof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, yep. You, that's can, uh, you can all work. You can all get into it together outside the hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, generally, like I, what I say is that, you know, you need to be polite, but be firm. So like I woke up there, I put my stuff down. If it's getting literally like a minute before the panel, I, I actually say something to them i'm like hey i need to start plugging things up and you know it's really rude for them not to to wrap that up at that point so again don't be don't be a complete jerk about it but also be very firm that this is now your time right totally mm-hmm. yeah honor the but, schedule honor honor your fellow panelists yes yeah. be respectful yep but um enough about us austin how was your weekend well, um, first, let me be um, the uh, avatar in which Bill speaks about his day that he got to come up to Ichiban um, because um, Bill doesn't really get to come to a lot of conventions and uh, Ichiban Khan is probably his closest one. Um, and he was able to come up for a day and it was really awesome to see him again. And I think he got to see everybody and all that. And uh, he had a really fun time, but he wasn't be- he wasn't able to be on this uh, podcast episode. Um, so he asked me to uh, relay a couple of ideas that we can engage with from his perspective. Um, first, he was um, really pleased about all of our uh, audience turnouts for the panels that he got to go to, which I think were, um, I think, mostly Tobias's panels. And he was very pleased to see people coming out to that. And um, speaking of Tobias, he says... Um, that he wants to take a note from your book about how to cram as much information into a small amount of time as possible. And he was very impressed at your ability to do that. Oh. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he mentioned um, that he was uh, kind of surprised to still, to, uh, still see Full Metal Alchemist and Oron High School Host Club cosplays in 2018. Um, and similarly to that, uh, he was like, how is there still a Homestuck panel in 2018? Which I also have that question. <laughs> um, and then he, he made an observation. He was like, he was a little bit surprised that there wasn't more like non-anime related panels and other content. Because like, especially compared to like Animazement or Anime Week in Atlanta or other larger conventions, Ichiban Khan and Triad Khan very similarly are kind of like, they're kind of like they toe that line between um, anime cons and catch all cons. Um, they sort of toe that line a lot. Um, so you will see a lot of panels about things that aren't necessarily anime or Japan related. Um, but he was pleased to see a lot of a lot of panels about about anime content, which I also share that sentiment. Yeah, um, I think I honestly think the change in uh, 
more anime content is probably due to the fact that the uh, programming director changed in the past year. Probably so. That probably that definitely has something to do with it. I'm sure. Um, and then after that, let's see. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. That's pretty much all he wanted to talk about. And he wanted to hear about how our uh, flea market experiences went. So I guess um, guess we can talk about that a little bit. Even though Ryan, you kind of already covered that. Um, yeah, but uh, Tori, Tori, you want to mm-hmm. talk about how you did at the flea market? Uh, sure. Yeah, I did really well. Better than I was expecting. I everything but uh two items so you know if anyone wants to buy a or an emo towel or an attack on titan figma uh hit your boy up (laughs) (laughs) we really need um, to hold on to that orimo towel to be like the designated third impact like fire blanket (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness no i um i did really well uh, I wish I hadn't been so lazy would have done this sooner, but um, I have a lot more stuff that I can get rid of, so I'm hoping to do it again at a convention. But um, it was really cool to just kind of like sit there and talk to people as they were coming through. And like I met, you know, a person that was there who bought something off of me who uh super passionate about that series that I used to be super into. So being able to just like, you know, sit there for ten minutes and have a full blown conversation, even though, you know, she was buying something from me, it was really cool and I was mildly jealous that artists in the artist alley get to do that all day long. Because um, this is a cool way to people watch and um move your wares, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun, and I liked talking to the people there, like both the buyers and the and the sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was just really bad though because like I got a little too what's the word I'm looking for um, confident because before the deal before the the not the dealers room the flea market even opened, I already had people buy like things like people who were also setting up like the guy behind me like beelined um because i was selling a figure that he wanted and then like somebody else came and bought my manga and then i was like okay i'm doing good i'm gonna jump up really quick and see what everyone else is selling so uh i had made 30 dollars, and within like five minutes spent almost 20 of it because <laughs> i was like i was like i was like it's fine it's fine you know i still have a table full of things if i've been this six at the dealer's room i was able to pick up some really really difficult to find uh kingdom hearts formation arts figures like they had the grayscale cloud and ansem and then they had they had a whole bunch of them but i bought those two and i bought the um uh, Riku from Kingdom Hearts 2 on the little like nobody flying thing that you're the you... one who bought that yeah I bought that <laughs> I had seen that and I was like I don't want to carry this around right now I'm gonna circle back and get this later and then it was gone <laughs> sorry friendo <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man it's in the family anytime you want to yeah, see it's in the it, family <laughs> yeah anytime <laughs> But uh, yeah, those are really nice to find because you just never see those for sale anymore. Like you don't even see them like secondhand that much at cons. And like this particular figure dealer had like like a dozen of them and I wanted to buy them all. But I just I, I 
I narrowed it down to the ones that I thought were the coolest and that I would enjoy the most. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, but at the flea market, I sold one of the ones that I had, which was the Kyrie one, which I didn't think was that awesome. So it was nice to like see that one go and then bring some more into the family that I liked a little bit better. So yeah. it's a good feeling. Yeah. If we're talking merch, um, I sold a bunch of Funko Pops I had, which I needed to thin out like really badly. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I sold, um, I sold those. I sold a bunch of random, just like keychains and stuff that I no longer wanted. Sold a bunch of old loot crate stuff, uh, which I've been holding on to for like God knows how long. Um, I sold some comics. I sold all my manga. I I sold really well. Like came home with significantly less boxes than I went, with, which I was really glad about. Yep. Um, Artist Alley, I thought was really good this year. I found a new artist that I instantly fell in love with because he crossed over like multiple series and his this particular run that he did was crossovers of Persona 3 and Overwatch. And those were really cool and you never see Persona 3 and I was so glad to see that. Um, So I, I didn't buy any Persona 3 from him though because I just didn't really it was good. It just wasn't what I wanted. Um. So I bought a, a print of Paya from Breath of the Wild from him, which was amazing. And she is best girl. Um, another guy I bought a Riku and Axel print from and a Persona 5 lanyard. Dealer's Room, I kind of went a little crazy in this year because I finally found the last volume of Kingdom Hearts manga that I've been searching for for like so long. And that's Kingdom Hearts Final Mix Volume 1, which for some reason, that specific volume is really elusive. But I found it. so. Got that. Um, I also finally pulled the trigger and bought the complete Haruhi Blu-ray. <laughs> I've been looking at for years and just finally was like, I have a job now. Give me that. So which which one, which Blu-ray dealer did you buy that from? Uh, the guy at the very end who has like all of them strewn across the table. Thank you, Based Discotech. Yes, Based Discotech. Woo! <laughs> And, and it was like, only like five dollars more than just the DVD, so it was like yeah, it was entirely <laughs> worth it. And I looked at it; and it has so many bonus features that like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be crushing that really soon. So I was just like, I kind of want this, but it's shrink wrapped, and I can't really tell if this is bootleg or not. And on first glance, I checked this with John as well, and I think Austin, you may have run this. I run may have run this by you as well. They didn't really look legitimate and they were going for like full price and more than full price, probably. And I was just like, I'm just going to put this down because I can't really tell. I pretty much figured, yeah, they are bootleg when I went then to look at his games. I picked up a Game Boy Advance bin and picked up a copy of Final Fantasy IV on Game Boy Advance because that's the only version of that specific game that I do not own. And I love Final Fantasy IV. So. I look at it and I'm just like, okay, 15 bucks. That's a normal price for this game. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, the label's off and the cartridge is off and the circuit board's off. I know how to spot fake games really well. So I ask him for an SP. I plug it in. And one, just like PSA here, if a game lags for a second when you're saving, it's 99% of the time going to be a repro card because that's just how the circuit boards work. The game will like freeze for half a second and then finish saving. 
So it did that. And I was like, hey, so yeah, this is I'm pretty sure this is an illegitimate game. Like, are you sure this is like not a repro card? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do um, label uh, uh, refurbishes and like is lying out his ass to me. And I'm just like, I wasn't talking about the label, but that's good to know. Uh, the cartridge is blatantly fake and the circuit board doesn't have the Nintendo logo on it. So and he like tries to give me this line. I call him out in front of the entire floor and I'm just like, you are selling bootleg goods, sir. And five people at his booth immediately look because I said it loud enough so everybody could hear me, put their stuff down and walked away. So I Excellent. felt proud about that. The guy, um, the dealer's name is Jukebox Imports. So, on people, if you're listening to this, don't let him in your dealer's room, please. He sells bootleg goods. That is bad for you because it makes you look like people who don't know how to vet. And it's bad for the consumers because it takes their money. And that's bad. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That's a very yeah. important thing to say. Yeah. It, don't, don't let bootleg dealers into your cons. It affects your reputation. Yes, yes. And it makes us very angry. <laughs> you know you realize that no it's fake and right. you, have, you know shelled out this you know sum of money for something that isn't legitimate like that feels really bad and you feel cheated because you have been cheated right and taking and like selling uh reproduction cartridges isn't bad on like concept but the way this guy was doing it he was lying like he was blatantly trying to pass them off as the real thing and charging real price for this thing so i was just like no this is not acceptable I'm going to give a shout out real quick to this guy that I met at Heroes Con this year who was selling reproduction cards. I asked him about it and he was like, yeah, those are reproductions. That's why they're like $10 cheaper. And they were like color cartridges and didn't even look like the real thing that they had like pretty labels and everything. And I was just like, OK, well, yeah, this is blatantly repro, but at least you're being honest about it. And he's like, yeah, I don't really I'm not trying to make money off of those. I just want those are games that are really hard to find and or are really expensive. And I just want people to be able to play them if they can't afford the real thing and like only really collectors want to buy the real thing anymore. And I was like, that's true. And thank you for being honest about that. Like that's how you handle reproduction cards. You yes. make it very, very obvious that it's a reproduction. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, um, probably my best purchase of the weekend, moving on from that topic, um, at the flea market after spent selling a whole bunch of stuff, I bought a box of exploding kittens card game. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> and I managed to get my hands on a copy of SNES Chrono Trigger Ooh. for yep. a really good deal. And I'm very happy about that. And I plugged it in and it's amazing. And I'm in love. And I finally have a copy of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I called my friend Will after I bought that and told him like, hey, guess what? I just got for a really good deal. Chrono Trigger. And I told him the price I got it for. And he was just like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was that was my merch in a nutshell. And TLDR bootlegs bad. I will. I, Tobias will come to your house if you like go over your panel time. I'll come to your house if you sell bootlegs. Oh, <laughs> I'm already on the way to your house anyway. I might as well just pick right up. <laughs> yeah, just pick me up. All right, so I guess I'm next to talk about my con experience, I suppose. Um, so I think this was my fourth Ichiban con, not consecutively because Tori and I 
uh, weren't able to go last year because we were visiting the mouse in the old Disney World. Um, but this year I got to go and uh, I got to do uh, two panels, uh, one of which I had done before and one of which was brand new. Um, the first one I did was my uh, 10 anime movies that you may have missed panel where I sort of go through um, a collection of 10 films that I will periodically switch out every time I do this panel. I think I've done this panel like three times, twice at a convention and one for anime club. Um, and this time I talked about, um, I'll just go ahead and read off the list because it's on the website. If you guys want to read uh, the full list, you can uh, look at that post, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, I covered... Uh, Basically, a collection of movies that is like movies that I feel that a lot of people, especially in like modern day fandom or 2018 fandom, like may not have checked out or may not know about. Um, and I sort of want to do this panel to give more of those films like, you know, recognition and give them their time to, uh, you know, be exposed to a new audience that may not have checked them out yet. So I talked about Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. Project Echo, MD Geist, Angel's Egg, Night on the Galactic Railroad, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, Garden of Words, Millennium Actress, The Tale of Princess Kaguya, and Miss Hokusai. Um, probably out of all of those, the one that people had seen the most might have been uh, The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which I was a little bit surprised by, but maybe that's I should... really surprising. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like it is a Ghibli film, but it's one of their more like I hate to use the word obscure because it got like a full theatrical release, but it's not really their like epic fantasy crowd pleasers that you normally expect from like a Miyazaki movie. It's not their magnum opus. Yeah, for sure. Like it's not a Princess Mononoke. It's not a Spirited Away, but um, it's still a really good film, which is why I try and throw it in here. And to sort of get like Takahata to get a little bit more recognition because usually people think of uh, just Miyazaki when it comes to um, Ghibli and they might not even know that Takahata is a person. Um, they but, think Takahata is Takahata 101. Exactly. It's like, oh, he's the Dragon Ball Z abridged guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I say, yes, totally. Same exact person. Um <laughs> Uh, MD Geist and Project Aco got a lot of giggles. Um, it's nice to be able to expose those to a brand new group of people, you know, for better or worse. And then um, getting to preach a little bit more about Angel's Egg and Night on the Galactic Railroad and Vampire Hunter D is always a always a treat for me because I love all of those films a lot uh, for many different reasons. And then uh, my second panel was uh, 3, 2, 1, Let's Jam, uh, the works of Shinichiro Watanabe, which was a brand new panel that I confess I made mostly during the week of Ichiban Khan. Um, um, I mean, I had done a lot of research and I'd watched like most of his stuff, you know, going into it already. And I, I knew a lot about Watanabe as a person through personal research, not for the panel, um, but sitting down and really like getting into the the real deep like connective tissue about like what makes his shows really cool and what makes him as a director unique um, was a lot of fun and to be able to present that to an audience was really good and um, I feel like the reception on that was pretty good um, I didn't get a huge turnout for that panel but um, it was still really fun and I think everybody enjoyed it so um, 
It was really good to put on, and I um, am really looking forward to doing that panel more in the future and showing off like different clips from Bebop and uh, different clips from Shamurai's Shampoo and um, and maybe throw in some clips from Macross Plus and um, uh, what's that Gundam series he did? Oh, man, why is it blanking on me? But yeah, his Gundam series, um, 0083, uh, Stardust Memory, that's the one. Um, but anyway, um, that was fun. And uh, let's see what else. Going to a lot of Tobias's panels that I hadn't seen yet was really fun. And going to not a whole lot of other panels, but going to some other panelists um, things that they were doing uh, panels um, uh, <laughs> was was nice because uh, it's always good to sort of, you know, see other people doing panels that you don't like regularly work with on this sort of thing just to see what kind of you know, panel interpretations there are out there. Um, like we went to one one group's um, panel about what not to do during a panel. And um, theirs was really creative and they did a lot of things that I'd never really thought to do or had never really like, I guess, wanted to do because I never thought I would be able to do it well. And they were able to pretty much succeed at um, what they were trying to do and their content was really good. Um, Theirs was a lot more informal, and I have a you know a personal tendency to make my panels very like lecture heavy, very like talking heavy, and like lots of clips. But theirs was a lot more like audience interaction. I thought that was really cool. Kind of like Ryan, I, I went a little bit nuts in the dealer's room as well. Like I picked up another volume of the uh, Kill a Kill Blu-ray, which is an Aniplex release, and it's always super expensive, and it's never not going to be. Um, but some of those have gone out of print, so I figured I'd pick one up and I got volume five. I had volume one already because I bought that at Animazement a while ago. And um, Discotech hooked me up with a out of print copy of Birdie the Mighty Decode, which I've really been wanting to watch. But it's been out of print um, since I think like last year sometime. So it was nice to uh, find a copy of that for a really good price. And um I guess funny enough at the Otaku flea market, I saw it from a distance from where I was sitting beside Tori um, with my table and all my junk. And I saw it, you know, out of the corner of my eye and thought, is that Attack on Titan Monopoly? Oh, God. <laughs> lo and behold, it's that's exactly what it was. And the lady was selling it for ten dollars. I'm just like, what? You know, I didn't even try to talk him out of it. I was just like, now buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, um, themed monopolies are normally like forty, fifty dollars. Exactly. That's what I said. Exactly. You're all thinking my thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I beelined over there to grab it, and I asked her like, "Are all the pieces there?" And she's just like, "Yes. We've never actually played it. We just opened it one time, and it's ten dollars." And I'm just like. This is mine now. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> so that was great. I was also able to pick up a pretty nice um, Evangelion like art book thing that had a bunch of like screen caps from like the end of the show. So like with all the um, like the really weird episodes and the Kauru episode and all that were like featured in that particular book and has a lot of cool art scans, a lot of um, cool like figure designs from back then whenever the show was coming out. And um has some concept art in there too that I thought was really neat. And um I guess just in general, like this was a really fun convention. Like I had a lot of fun with everyone getting to see you guys all together um in the same place for like the first time in a really long time. And um 
so yeah, it was really good to have have the whole crew together and just have a really fun weekend. And um, kind of like what uh, Tobias and John were so, sort of getting at earlier, like a lot of these really big conventions, you kind of feel like there's so much to do and there's so many places you have to be and all that. And they feel like they feel like big, like fairs, I guess, um, like amusement parks. But this one felt a lot more personal. Like there was definitely stuff to do, but there was a lot of downtime, too, for us to just sort of chill and you know, enjoy the environment and people watch and just sort of walk around. And like, um, usually I'm the kind of person that goes to a convention and I'll, I'll be interested in seeing like who the guests are and like going to their panels and going to get autographs and stuff. And not that I was like disinterested in the guests for this convention. They were actually pretty good. Like, for example, they got Dante Bosco, um, who is uh, probably most famous for being in um, Avatar The Last Airbender as Zuko and, of course, um, in Hook as Rufio. Yeah. Um, and he's just not a guest you ever see at a con, like, especially around here. Like, I'm sure he probably goes to a lot of conventions um, throughout the year, but he's never been around here. And just the idea of getting him was really cool. Um, but I never got a chance to go to any of his events, even though I uh, passed him in the hallway. And that was kind of a weird, like surreal moment to be like, oh, like Rufio was like a character that I grew up with, like because I watched Hook on VHS, like on repeat throughout my childhood. And um, it was weird that for that moment, I was like one degree of separation away from Robin Williams and just thinking about that in my mind like the the moment itself was like hugely insignificant i didn't even like speak to the guy but just thinking about that in hindsight i'm just like oh man what a what a strange thing to to be able to say like what a weird like chain of experiences but uh anyway it was an awesome convention and um really excited for triad con because triad is is very similar in vibe to uh, ichi and i hope that it goes just as well if not infinitely better yeah and, uh, i've got all of you guys to thank for uh for making it awesome no yeah so um who else bought stuff this weekend oh i did because <laughs> i know you guys talked about it and i'm just kind of Chilling here, staring at my lovely Sudamaru figure that <laughs> haunted me the entire convention. So I, dealer's room. Okay, so no one mentioned this, but dealer's room opened on Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah that's that right. Crazy. Yep, did I was walking past it, and people already had merch, and I know there's usually like those two dealers that chill out in the hallway. Um, and I was like, oh, that's where they bought it, and they're like, oh no, I got it from the dealer's room. And I'm like, that doesn't open until like. Friday and I was like no it's open now so I ran in there and I saw this one dealer was selling token rambu figures like they're really nice scale figures this thing is like three inches taller than my tallest figure which is currently um waiver thank you Austin for the waiver <laughs> that was me way back when. was it you it was like yeah, one I of bought you. that for you <laughs> you're welcome Marissa you pointed it out <laughs> you pointed out Ryan bought it um I couldn't remember. Um, well, I pointed it out and bought it. I couldn't remember who did that one. <laughs> um, I knew it was one of you two, um, but he's really tall. And Jesse was like, you are not buying that on Thursday. It is Thursday. That's like a $100 figure. You are not dropping $100 now. I will hold like your wallet hostage until Sunday. Well, what is Sunday, she now? Do it. Hmm? 
I said, well, what does Jesse know? Jesse is like con mom. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is essentially con mom. She's like, I'm not going to let you do this. I was like, okay, I understand. So I didn't. And I kept staring at it when I would walk through the dealer's room. And she's like, don't do it. Don't you dare do it. Um, Sunday comes around. I do the flea market and I sell like a ton of stuff and I'm in line for Dante Bosco and Jesse's like dealer's room closes an hour. I'm like, here, take my money, go buy it. (laughs) She ran and bought me the figure and I'm just like, I have the nice scale token Rambu figure now and my life is complete along with the, the tiny amounts of uh, sit on merch that I bought from the uh, artist alley. How much was it down for on Sunday? Hmm? How much was was, it down from a hundred? Well, no, it was, Usually it's like a hundred and depends on the figure, but this one would like on like when it was sold online and sold in stores, it's about like a hundred and thirty dollars, and I got it for about like a hundred. Okay. Yep. Dealer's room markdown price and the fact that um, finagle for the fact that the box was a little damaged. I was like, nope, this yeah. box is fairly damaged. Get it down. Cool. Yep. Well, um, I know Tobias has a Twitter question for us, but before that, does anybody have anything else that they wanted to cover about the convention before we move into that section? No. It was good. No. It should be there. Okay, that's about it. Everybody good? All right, Tobias, what do you have for us? All right, so we got a single Twitter question here, or rather I should say a collection of uh, questions by the incomparable Basil, the head Fuhrer of Hamicon which will probably be out here in a couple months here. We'll have to get that figured out, but I usually go, so uh, we'll see. So first question, well, I should say most of the questions here already been kind of answered by the conversation so far, so we'll wrap up what wasn't answered. The first one being dub or sub. And I'll go ahead and answer this one. Uh, so me personally, I'm more of a sub guy myself, but I'm really glad that Ichiban Khan was dubbed in English this year. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Uh, it would make things very, very confusing to have to read all those conversations really, really quickly. So, you know, even though I wasn't able to catch everything and maybe the translation wasn't perfect, I was glad to have that. I, I will admit I was a little concerned why they didn't hand out the subtitle glasses when I got my badge this year. But, I mean, yeah, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, exactly. The next one here, uh, which panelist do you feel you could take on in a death match? Charles. <laughs> oh, I could take Poor Charles. Charles. Oh so? my god. Yeah, I can oh, take Charles. Have you seen the level of energy this guy gives off? Any panel he gives? Have you seen me? I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen you at full like Super Saiyan level three yet. No, no, you haven't. <laughs> no, I, I have a, I have a pretty good feeling that even if all of us like form together in sort of this like weird flesh mecha, we still would not be able to take down. Charles Dunbar in a one-on-one fist fight. Okay, I'll be honest, I don't like the visual you gave me, but yes, I completely agree with you. I don't mean, I don't like that visual either. Well, (laughs) now that you've put it out there, I guess, Charles, if you're listening, I want to do a panel now where you and I just straight up beat the tar out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'd watch it. (laughs) Me too. I got (laughs) it. Alright, so the next one there, and again, I could go ahead and answer this because this is pretty straightforward. Uh, why is the sky burning? And as we saw on, I believe it was Saturday morning, it's apparently because Hawaii doesn't know how to test any of their missile launch software. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. 
it was, that was that was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it's already very surreal waking up every day in America and seeing my Twitter feed, but having to walk <laughs> around a convention and seeing things on the news in the you know, in the restaurant area, man, that 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 I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, that was but, uh, pretty pretty yeah. Pretty America. I don't, really, I don't really have words beyond that, but yeah. What was yeah. the next question? All right, the next one is how great is Devil Man Crybaby? Ooh, uh, I think no, I think seen it. yeah, I think we can probably just give a general review now. We're going to be doing a podcast on this very very shortly to tell you all about how great Devil Man Crybaby and this wonderful relationship between accurate and real it really is. <laughs> but I think it's really great. It's directed by Masaki Iwasa, one of my personal favorite directors there. Gives the lens a very, uh, you know, very interesting art style here. Uh, I really, I really enjoy it myself. Anybody else watching any of it? Oh, I've, I haven't um, started yet. I've seen uh, Tori's seen a little bit more than me, but um, I, I'll just echo someone on Twitter making the very astute observation that like Devilman Crybaby makes anime weird again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just kind of this weird thing that if you being a you know, somebody on on Netflix that has never really watched any anime before. And like, if you start with this, then you're in for something that will probably change your life, like for the better or worse. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like it's a really like the animation is really excellent. Um, the story I'm really excited for. Um, and it's just really strange. It's really out there uh, compared to a lot of the the shows that we get every season. And it's neat to see something that's like really artful, really weird, and really visceral, um, but still, like, with very high production value. And um, you can tell it's, like, it's not trying. It's it's doing all that sort of with a point, I guess, or at least I hope. I mean, I right, haven't right. finished it yet. Um, but um, I know, Tori, you have sort of mixed feelings about it. So do you want to talk about Devilman? Um, yeah, I'm, like, three episodes away from being done. And um, I am definitely in a love-hate relationship <laughs> with this show. Um, it's definitely over the top. And every time I think it's calmed down a little bit, it doesn't. Um, but I, I want to save a lot of my thoughts for the podcast. Because be um, there's, there's a lot of context that I need to give to... Um, why I feel the way I do about it right now. So yeah, let's let's right. save that for now. No, for sure. And uh, so finally, just one more there. Uh, did anyone try the Tide Pod challenge at the convention? Oh my god! Oh my god! No. Yes. <laughs> did they? Did someone? Did anyone? Anyone try Me it? Personally. <laughs> oh no! You personally oh tried one. Tori, Tori won. <laughs> <laughs> what's in your mouth they hired like a freaking football player to tell people why you shouldn't eat detergent yes i saw that oh my gosh like how bad are things for to have to have to hire somebody to be like hey don't do the thing i will yeah. say though i love the memes that have come out from it i've seen tide pod oreos which <laughs> made me giggle but and also I've i saw done... a thing that was like 1995 oh my god the next 20 years, we're going to see technology take off. Society's going to advance so much. 2017. We literally have to tell people not to eat detergent. I've, <laughs> I've seen some good uh, spinoffs on Twitter like, like earlier today. Like one, for instance, was this picture of like a uh, 
tied to go stain pin and it was just like hey guys check out my vape (laughs) and the other one the other one was like uh oh you guys are still eating tide pods that's cute and it was like a picture of a guy um uh, and he had a bottle of like Ajax powder on him, <laughs> like cut into cocaine lines with like a rolled up hundred dollar bill. So as much as the Tide Pod discourse is very very important, um, <laughs> I think that that probably brings this episode to a close. I would say so. Yep. Yes. Um, I guess in short, Ichiban Khan was really fun. Uh, our panels went really well, and um, we're really looking forward to the next con. And that will be uh, for Tobias. Where will we? Where will you be at in just a few weeks? I will be well next week. I will be. I mean, I imagine by the time we put the episode out, it'll be in the past. But probably regardless, uh, next week the the twenty seventh, the twenty sixth, or the twenty eighth. I will be in Birmingham, Alabama for Comic-Con, uh, my, home, my hometown con. Nice. And for there, nothing in February, I don't think, for any of us until we get to the beginning of March with Triad Anime Convention in Greensboro. Yeah. We will all be a Triad, so come say hi. Yep. 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 We'll Let's all see. be a Triad? Are you sure? <laughs> Except oh, for yeah. the mouse sacrifice. You'll, you'll, you'll be there in our hearts and on our backs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all going to wear, may- like, we're all going to wear like a Tory shirt that just like when we all stand next to each other, it's going to spell out we love you, Tory, or something like that. Oh, that's pure. <laughs> or maybe like rip Tory 2017 to 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you should just get a picture of her face and like stretch it out between like seven different shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> no. As long as we don't all stand next together and it spells like uh, we love. Orty. Troy. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> Troy. We love Troy. <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing I've ever been called. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I guess that wraps this up. And I just have one thing to say to put this all to a, to rest. From all of us here at Third Impact, for the love of God, don't eat laundry detergent. Like, please. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. You know, no in these trying times, those are really the words that need to be said. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and on our website. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash third impact anime. Our Twitter is ti underscore anime. And our website is third impact anime.wordpress.com. And uh, do you guys want to go through your social medias real quick, if you'd like? My Twitter is at BebopShock, and that's the easiest place to find me. That's B-E-B-O-P-S-H-O-C-K. Anybody else? I don't really use Twitter, but I stream on Twitch sometimes, twitch.tv backslash one RDM gamer. You can find me screaming into the void at Worst Waifu. On Twitter.com. And uh, John? you can find me occasionally on either Tumblr or uh, 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 Twitter at the Gentle Jan. Anyone else? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Muse, the number zero, like the zero number, and then ICA. Or uh, you can find me and the rest of my Token Rambu group. Huh. 
shameless plugging, um, at Token Rambles Podcast on both Twitter and SoundCloud and Facebook. So it was a monthly little podcast that we're doing talking about mostly Token Rambo news. For those of you who might be interested in that, uh, go check that out. And lastly, for myself, I'm on Facebook for my convention appearances at Reverend Tobias and on Twitter at Reverend underscore Tobias, where I never stop posting. (laughs) Cool, guys. Well, we'll see you in the next one. Until then. Good night. Bye. Bye, everybody.